Welcome to BCC in 3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at BCCN3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Today, we've got our another rousing episode of NFT Winners of the Week. This is last week's NFT Winners. We're going to go through the top five NFT winners of last week with my fellow writer at BCCN3, Keegan King. And he joins me now. Keegan, how's it going? Hey, doing pretty good. We've got a wild set of NFTs during NFT.NYC last week. Yeah, NFT NYC was last week. We got to um, interview Ty Greenfield this week, got his uh, his take. He was there. He was one of the keynote speakers. And yeah, we had quite a, a wild ride in the NFT market last week. Um, we had ApeFest as well, which uh, we'll talk about a bit. But uh, we got to kick it off with uh, what is going on with Board Apes Yacht Club here. Um <laughs> Ryder Rips, is that his name? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the Labs. Guy's name. Yeah, Jeez. this is, they've got quite a little, this is a bit mysterious what's really going on here, but uh, go ahead and give us a, a recap of what's happening with BAYC. Yeah, so, <laughs> last week, this guy, uh, Ryder Rips, well, not last week, I, I think it was back in like January, he uh, made a website uh, called Gordon Goner. Um, which is one of the Twitter handles for one of the founders at Yuga Labs. And he uh, made the entire website um, kind of a, a hit piece against uh, Board Apes Yacht Club, claiming that you know they're using a lot of esoteric Nazi symbolism in their uh, Board Apes uh, artwork. And they're, they're going through a lot of... Um, events like some sort of cypher game that the that the company released uh, back in i think september 2021 and they're kind of using you know a lot of answers from that game to kind of uh say use as evidence that you know this nazi symbolism was um pretty apparent in in their their product and at the end of it i guess Someone, a, a guy on YouTube, I, I don't remember his name exactly, but he, he made a, a video basically relaying the information on this website. Um, it was about an hour long. And he went over a few additional aspects of NFTs. He was talking about MoonPay and things like that. And uh, it released, it, it went viral about a day before Ape Fest. Um, so, you know, it was probably some intention behind the timing of that, that video being posted, but the guy in the video is completely biased. You, you could tell this guy just hates NFTs in general, whereas Gordon, Gordon uh, Riley Rips, Riley Rips seems to want to take advantage of NFTs um, at the end of this giant accusation that everyone at Yuga Labs is a neo-Nazi. He goes out and makes a, his own collection, which is a 100% plagiarism of the Board Apes Yacht Club. 
and is selling them for about 0.15 ETH each uh, to mint it. So, you know, a lot of people were, you know, seeing all this, these accusations of racism and, you know, neo-Nazism and all these sort of, you know, really uh, extreme claims, you know, this, we're, we're getting on, you know, some slander and libel here. Um, and then he turns it around and tries to sell his own project. You know, he's telling everyone, Hey, this is racist imagery. You know, you, you don't realize what you're buying, you know, open your eyes. This, this is, you know, supporting some, you know, really bad, uh, beliefs. And then he goes around and sells the exact same imagery, uh, which I guess is not support you know like i i don't i don't get what what his argument is here because he's he's making money off of these claims and that's where things start to get kind of like a gray area you know he wasn't making money off this stuff i, I think i think more people would be willing to take him seriously but the fact that he's pocketed over a million dollars in ease off of this uh, copycat collection is it's a little strange anyways uh RRBAC went from 0.35 ETH to over to about 1.3 ETH. You know, th this collection had been out, I think, since like March. But when that video went viral, these things skyrocketed. Um, OpenSea tried to delist, delist them numerous times, I think twice. And then they were able to fight back and get back onto the marketplace somehow. Um, and then as like a day, two days later, um, his RR collection got delisted again um and now yuga labs is actually going to be suing him uh for for these accusations he's making um, you know it's a disinformation campaign uh, a lot of these guys are obviously upset about the situation i mean i don't think anyone wants to be called a neo-nazi <laughs> no way well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not really uh you know the kind of title you, you want to carry so <laughs> Whether it's true or not, I, I, I'm not sure if, you know, anyone really knows, but this guy made money off of the same images that he said were racist and now he's being sued for it. Um, I don't know where this is go, but this collection is no longer on OpenSea. I think you can still find it on other marketplaces. Obviously it's still on the blockchain. It's just not being listed on OpenSea. Um, a couple other RRs came out at the same time. They all got delisted in like within a couple hours. So weird stuff. It's kind of, I, I, I it's a weird one. <laughs> it is. And, uh, Yuga Labs, um, of course the company behind Board Apes, uh, has filed a lawsuit in the district court of California and they're, <clears throat> they're suing, writer rips over this, you know, um, slander and, and, and all of those sorts of things. They're calling it false designation of origin, false advertising, cyber squatting, trademark infringement. Um, Fat Man Terra on, on uh, Twitter, he's, he's made a name for himself by covering the Terra Luna fallout and Do Kwon and, and uh, supposedly he has in insider information about uh, from anonymous employees and things there but he's also following this and he's uh, said himself you know if you're guilty it should be known 
if you're innocent, you don't deserve to be slandered. And a careful analysis in a court of law is the best way to determine this. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to have to all come out in court at this point. It's weird that Bored Apes, or Yuga Labs, I guess, is you know, one of the founders is written this thing sort of sympathetic to these ideologies, perhaps, but it's not provable in the sense of, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that actually. Uh, that there was on, on the Gordon Gooner, uh, Connor, I don't know, I was Gooner or Goner yeah. uh, website. Um, you know, he was saying, uh, I think, Garga, Gargamel, I think it was, um, wrote like a, a dissertation for a, a MFA about um, a writer from South America who did a lot of uh, written pieces that involved uh, Nazi figures. And the, the judgment around that dissertation, um, I mean, it's worth looking at, it's worth mentioning, but until people read this thesis, we're judging a book by its cover. Uh, and I'm, I did not, I, I did not get kind of the uh, the belief that this writer Ripska actually read it. Um, right. You know, it, it looks like he just kind of found a title and went, "Hey, man, that's kind of weird," and then just try to use that as as an, a vehicle to accuse someone of something. Um, you know, until we actually see what he was saying, because um, you know, there is a chance that he he was focusing more on. Uh, the intersection between fiction and nonfiction. And that seems to be what they're trying to do with the Board Apes Club. Um, you know, by trying to create a story that's on the internet, but it's also in real life, um, you know, that, that it, there's, there's stuff going, you know, beneath the surface, you know, lore wise. Um, and, you know, that, that could very well have just been an author that, was a good example for that type of storytelling. Um, so, you know, I could be very wrong because I haven't read the thesis either, but that's the point I'm trying to make is someone needs to read this thesis. If we're going to accuse it of being pro Nazi. Yeah. And, and the reason I bring that up, and of course we want to be very careful to not, not throw around accusations, which uh, neither Keegan nor I are trying to do, but we are, the, Parts of the evidence are out there. This is in a court of law. There are things, you know, being being publicized, and so we need to talk about this. It's you're right. The thesis needs to be read. Um, more needs to be dug into and un uncovered, I guess, to really kind of get you know what what's going on here. It's it's just such an outrageous. Um, thing to bring up claim, if it's it yeah. claim if it's not true it's so odd and then like you say the guy turns around and then makes tons of money on the same imagery yeah and yet I, accuses I them it's so very it's it's just it's like we're through the looking glass on this it's very difficult tried, to talk about <laughs> yeah it is it's a weird it's like it's trying to step through a minefield he did the same thing with uh crypto punks about a year before uh, before you the labs um you kind of bought them out um a larva labs i mean um i guess he he copied the crypto punks and tried to sell that in the same manner um which was what he calls re-minting which 
just is a fancy way of him saying copying someone else's artwork. Um, and then, you know, I'm seeing some arguments on all over Twitter, people saying, Hey man, you know, this is an ad hominem. You're, you're just attacking his character. Uh, you're ignoring, you know, what's being, you know, brought to light here, but you know, it's not an ad hominem because when he is profiting off of the imagery that he is claiming to be racist and, you know, of Nazism, that's not an ad hominem. That is the same exact issue. You, you are profiting off of what you're uh, accusing as being wrong. Um, so it, it's a really weird situation. Um, and apparently, I, I think he's trying to totally say it. Completely different argument with this RR Boy Yacht Club uh, because the tag on, on the listing says you can't copy an NFT. But he's copied the image. So now we're getting into this whole screenshotting JPEGs argument. But I, I guess his point is you can't copy the metadata, but you can copy the visual representation of it. It's, it's really bizarre. It's, it's like this guy's trying to say 40 different things just to, you know, validate the fact that he's, you know, just profiting off of someone else's hard work. Yeah. It's a really weird situation to be in. And, you know, hopefully things get settled out in court. It looks like Yuga is demanding that uh, they go to court and actually have a jury. They, they don't want to settle out of court. I'm curious why they picked California specifically. I know California is uh, one of the largest legal markets in the country, um, has the most lawyers. Um, a, uh, Andreessen Horowitz is in, in Silicon Valley. Um, they invest in Yuga Labs. That might have something to do with it. But I think Yuga Labs is actually from Virginia. So Yeah, I believe it is based in Virginia. Yeah, it's so odd. I, I don't know. It's... On the one hand, it's like he's trying to, Ryder Rips is trying to take down Board Apes Yacht Club and then profit again by pumping up his own collection of entities. But at the same time, it's this, it's essentially a, it's such a similar collection that it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, guilty it's of the exactly same thing he's same. accusing them of. So it's it's, it's uh, uh yeah. I, who who knows? And but it's a very and strange situation. He didn't he didn't remove any traits. Um, you know, he said he said um, you know the old German World War One helmet or the Prussian helmet. Yeah, uh, was you know mega racist. But then he's selling the same tokens actually have that helmet it's like okay why aren't you just selling the ones that don't have the the racist imagery exactly um or change the traits or something like that uh there are no traits actually it's just a blanket screenshot but it's almost like he engineered a rug pull where he didn't have to pull the rug open sea pulled the rug yeah because he creates this mint people mint it out they the price skyrockets. He makes tons of money. I, you know, if it's if it's a 10k collection, and you know he's he's got a 0.15. You know, I can put that in a little calculator right here. We can find out real quick. One, one, two, three, point one five. Uh, one thousand five hundred ETH. 
Wow. <laughs> that's at, that's a lot of ETH. <laughs> at a thousand dollars per ETH, is that it? What what's I, yeah, that, that guy's a millionaire right now. Yeah. And then OpenSea pulled the rug by delisting it. Yeah. So now he can kind of just walk away saying, I'm not a rug puller. OpenSea delisted me because I copied someone else's artwork. He, he forced their hand by c- causing a PR nightmare or something. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, Yuga Labs, the founder, is, is completely innocent here, but it's just... It's, <sighs> such a clearly there's clearly he's being compromised rips is being he's compromised yeah. by the fact that he's selling the same thing so i mean maybe if he used those profits and like you know sent it to like some sort of you know jewish organization related yeah. to the holocaust yeah I mean, you know maybe okay okay I'm, I'm willing to listen um but if he's just using this to you know buy a boat and go party on an island um, you know, it's yeah, it's the pot calling the kettle black here. So exactly, we'll see how it develops. It's a it's a weird thing. I didn't buy into it though. So it is. We'll continue to cover this uh, as it as it unfolds. Um, we'll see what happens next, but uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Um, up next, we've got uh, big happening here with a uh, lonely pop. No, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Petro National. <laughs> Petronational. Petronational. This one, yeah. this one's kind of cool. Um, you know, I noticed um, when when the market started really tanking uh, after the Luna crash and you know the, the, this the global economy in general. You know, from you know all the all the wildness that's that's been going on lately. Um, generative art has remained stable. Um, their their prices have not flatlined or just tanked like most uh what i call quote unquote degenerate nfts and anyone that trades nfts will know what i mean by that you know just <laughs> just a goofball pump and dumps like hey man get on this before before the moon takes off and then get out when it does uh generative art is holding its value and it's holding its value uh really 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 well um and i think that's just because they're taking this this genre of nfts is taking a more i want to say like a fine art approach they're they're not they're not trying to create memberships or you know i won't say like you know major utilities they're they're just focused on creating a, a massive generated piece or collection and then they curate it down to what they like and and then that's what gets released and there's a lot of effort because of the amount of uh, traits involved uh, are, are very small. You know, it's, it's not like uh, board apes, for example, where they all have different hats. You know, it's like the, you know they're like sketching, you know, line sketches that are just just tiny variations, um, and so you can get almost an infinite amount of images when when they're uh, generated. And so the curation and making those traits, you know, able to create images that make sense requires its own form of art artistry that that is kind of a new realm. And Petro National kind of came out and, you know, it's it's art, right? It's, it's not a visual representation of metadata. This is really just art and people trying to, to kind of voice their own opinions. So this guy, John... John Gerard, he's the artist, and he, he's working with Pace. Uh, 
and I think they had a bit of a uh, partnership with Artblocks. Comes out with Petro National, which is basically it's it's animated, and it's like ocean water, and it's like off the coast of a variety of different countries, you know, like uh, Dubai, and the United States, and I think China, and it's got like an oil spill in the middle of it, and it looks a little digital, but it's just oil floating in the water, um, which is you know, yes, this fine art stuff basically, <laughs> and. It's interesting that he's kind of addressing and making a statement on climate change using a platform that has been criticized for its carbon emissions and impact on the climate. So it's it's kind of this weird, like, it's almost like, you know, Ryder Rips, you know, saying Bored Apes is a bunch of Nazis and making money off of it. You know, this guy's saying, hey, we got to pay attention to the climate. By the way, my NFTs are, you know, <laughs> not exactly helping the climate. Now, to his credit, uh, one, making a statement is a good thing. You know, he's, he's spreading awareness. Um, to people that collect NFTs, you know, the people using them, the people that probably need to be aware of this. And I think something like a quarter of his proceeds are going to go to, like, recapturing carbon emissions or something like that so it's it's not for nothing i mean the, the, he's not a hypocrite um he, he's out here he's trying to make a statement to people that probably need to hear it most um and until proof of stake happens this is going to be a thing that that is is going to follow nfts and ethereum uh it's climate change is an issue and um mining is part of that the environmental impact uh, of uh, proof of work versus proof of stake, uh, while there is, you know, data to show that that proof of work, uh, particularly for Bitcoin um, and and currently for other uh, cryptocurrencies as well, um, does have its impact. It's it's uh, there, there's competing data. There's different reports out there. We'll go over that on a on a different podcast, but certainly with the quote-unquote merge of Ethereum going to uh, proof-of-stake, uh, we'll certainly have that impact um, uh, taking away the uh, the mining process uh, of proof-of-work. Uh, so it should be good. It should be good. I think it'll be, for, for anything, it'll be a lot more efficient. Um, it'll, it'll be a less intensive process, uh, but that remains to be seen. So we'll we'll see how it goes because they've been working on this for years and they've delayed the the merge for <laughs> yeah. year months years it's yeah it's been a while but... it's it's gone on and on and on but I have seen more and more arguments of people saying proof of stake doesn't really guarantee the same decentralization that proof of work guarantees so it's. It's going to shift, you know, the concern from uh, the environment to now validators are, you know, the centralization of all of this. It'll be interesting. I personally don't really see the issue in that with Ethereum specifically. I, I think I think uh, Vitalik is pretty committed to decentralization. If there's anyone in crypto that I trust, it's going to be him. 
but you know right. we kind of yeah. we see these criticisms stretching into other proof of stake blockchains um so it, it'll be interesting as for petro national i threw it up here it meant it started mint at 1.5 uh, it was a dutch auction so i think it kind of went down uh through the mints but these curated pieces mint fast the factory collections don't really mint very quickly and that's kind of implied by the name it's just a factory art piece um but after that uh, the the floor price i checked was about 2.3 this was also uh, shown at nft nyc they were there um you know a different aspect of nft communities was also at nft nyc which was interesting and then actually it hit a high of about 4.2 ETH. so yeah and it currently has a floor price of 2.99 um, so yeah. it's held pretty steady a bit after the after opening on the Dutch auction. Yeah, you know these this this type of NFT art. I mean, as we see markets, uh, you know, going through all these challenges and stress stressors, um, generative art has almost shocked me, and I think it's something that we we're going to want to start paying closer attention to uh, when it comes to just prices in general because uh if they're they're not subject to the same uh flipping mentality that the more run-of-the-mill entities are which are the other three on this list <laughs> absolutely and uh that'll make make for a good segue to actually go to lonely pop this time <laughs> actually <I'm lonely> pop. <laughs> yeah moving ahead uh number three here on our NFT winners of the week, Lonely Pop. Uh, tell us about this this very colorful and uh, cartoony. What a Whew. what a collection! I this is, I love the artwork I, for Lonely Pop. I, I love it so too. Incredible. This looks really looks awesome. It's very pleasant. Uh, it's appealing, very aesthetic to the eyes. Um, great combos of different traits and and uh, yeah, very very whimsical in a way. But yeah, what else you got on this one? So this, uh, the, the artist himself, uh, a guy named Bush Robbins, and he's based in Thailand where he lives. Um, he got in contact with um, a team, Zero uh, X Studio, and they were basically going to handle the Web3 side of things while he kind of created this artwork. And Zero X Studio, they, they were also uh, working with Three Landers, which has been a pretty popular project the last couple of months. Um, they, I think they're around 0.5 to 1 ETH uh, for the longest time. And they actually, they were almost DOA. Uh, they, they were so close to just completely ruining their project. They, I, I was doing some research with one of my uh, communities, GM Key. Shout out GM Key. Uh, <laughs> GM Key. They, uh, yeah, love those guys. Um, and I saw that they were releasing soon, and I was excited. But their their mint was actually going to start similar to Petro National at 1.5 ETH, and it was going to be a Dutch auction down to, I think, like 0.25 ETH. And I thought, that's insane. That you were, in, with the dropping in market that's happening now, um, with, uh, you know, I think it's like a 6,000, 7,000 collection. Um, you're you're not going to make it. I mean that that that's just 
you're not even paying attention to what the market conditions are right now. They probably made that decision well before uh, May when everything started crashing. So I don't blame them. But they tried to go through it. And, you know, there was a lot of people saying, hey, man, uh, minting might be buying at the top. This could be a really bad idea. And it, a lot of people had that same sentiment. And when minting started, they, they failed to, to mint out uh, the private sale. Mm. I think only a handful of people actually committed to it. And so they paused the mint. They kind of reorganized and tried to figure out how to fix it. They reimbursed the people that minted at such a high price. And then they re redid the mint, I think, at like 2015. And it, it just held a steady floor and slowly went up. I think a lot of people were expecting this to pop off like Boki did. But it didn't. Um, I'd say the highest it went was about 0.35 after the art reveal. Um, I think people were happy with the art. Um, personally, holding a token through the reveal is very stressful for me because um, you don't know if, if the the art's actually going to live up to the expectations that you had from their sneak peeks. Um, that's an issue I had with the association, which was the NBA collection that came out. You know, their artwork came out and just looked god awful. So. I think a lot of people, they want to sell before reveal, then they want to buy after reveal. I don't think many people are confident holding through a reveal. Uh, but with Lonely Pop, that didn't happen. Uh, it just slowly went back up, or back up. It just slowly only went up. It never really dropped. Um, now it's dropped since, you know, the height of the activity has kind of dwindled. But, you know, they were able to, they listened to their community. Um, they kind of rearranged some, some things and, made their project successful in the end, which was good. I think Bush Robbins has a lot of talent and I would like to see him continue to create more art like this. Uh, I did hear some criticism though. People were saying that this artwork was a little too busy to create a good profile picture. And I think that's true because I haven't seen anyone uh, put this as their profile picture. So Yeah, he's got a lot of um, small letters and... Um... You know, he's got the words Lonely Pop in there. Aesthetically speaking, as far as, um, I mean, the, you don't want to put words on there that you can't read or, you know, so I, I understand that criticism. Um, nevertheless, the, uh, the, the colors and the, the, the palette, you know, the different mixtures of hats and all of the, minor details of course uh i think definitely make it stand out but i agree nobody's going to set this as their pfp if they can't read certain you know um, yeah, exactly. letters he's got some writings here in um some other language yeah it's difficult to uh to read it so yeah i would think it's yes negative a lot of <laughs> japanese japanese um right spelling in there yeah which is cool yeah i noticed uh you know bush robbins you know he's he's thai so uh, his english i think is i think he can speak english but i don't know if he's you know like professionally fluent so a lot of his uh announcements on the lonely pop discord they're just completely written in thai (laughs) so so you're reading like oh boy what's the announcement i'm like i can't read that yeah, um, I think he puts it through like a Google Translator, but you know, <laughs> art art kind of goes above language. You know, I can I can kind of get a sense of what you know. I don't know. I, I just vibe with it. I like the artwork. I just 
if they want to make a PFP style, you know, they'd have to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, they would have to tone that down if that's um, if that's where they're going for for utility or or whatever. Now, if you took it as like a large, like if you did hard prints or something like that, I think it'd be excellent that way. Um, yeah, that yeah, that would be cool. A, yeah, that would be cool. I personally, though, my lonely pop I helped you reveal had to be the ugliest <laughs> lonely pop in the entire collection. It looked like some dude. Who just sits in his basement on Reddit all day. He had like no fun colors. He just had like some like little stubble, you know, kind of like I do, you know, <laughs> forgot to shave. He just had like a t shirt on, like shaggy hair, and like his eyes looked like even, you know, staring at a computer screen for hours. It's like, what in the world? Like, I got the only one that was unenjoyable to look at. So <laughs> that was the last one they created. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That was man. a five o'clock Friday <laughs> NFT. <sighs> Yeah. I, I was so upset too. Like, in, in a funny way, I mean, I managed to profit off of it, of course. But, you know, but it, it, it was funny. You know, everyone's revealing all these really cool, lonely pops. They all look so exciting. My dude just looks like a standard guy on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Reddit avatar like, that let itself oh, go. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably would have been good PFP. I should have kept it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh well. I love the artwork. I, I hope they keep yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, up next we've got uh, Moonrunners. Yeah, Moonrunners, pixelated ran, right? dogs in front of a moon. Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, these are these are really going up here. This is uh, this one really got hot. It went. It was about when I saw it called. I saw it called on Champs Only. It was about point zero four, and then. I want to say maybe like Friday or Saturday that it was called, I think on Thursday, Friday or Saturday, it shot up like to like 0. 0.75, 0. 0.80. People were selling rares for a lot more than that. And it, it was just like, whoa, what in the world is this project? And like, I, I think, I think there was just, a, I think they must've done some good marketing because it seemed like a lot of different alpha groups were talking about this. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like a big indicator for a lot of projects, you know, is how many groups are talking about it and what are the quality of these groups talking about it. You know, I, I mentioned Champs Only. That's a that's a high-quality alpha group. And so the fact that, you know, this was able to kind of circulate around those big names um, really got them some serious attention. It's a cool project. They, they don't have a Discord, which seems to be a, a common uh, method of branding lately. I, I don't know, I guess some projects just don't want to put up with it, but they're, they're like using Twitter to tell a story. It's like every tweet is a piece of this narrative that they're developing. And it's, and they have like a uh, dynamic art, which seems to revolve around the actual phases of the moon, not, not like a program moon in their world, like our actual moon. And so that's kind of cool that they're able to kind of bridge astronomy with, their nft yeah that is pretty um, cool that's that's yeah. really innovative yeah and i'd love to see more of that i mean like you have all the planets lined up like in the movies i mean like big insurance like werewolves like that'd be kind of cool yeah <laughs> bruce willis coming out in armageddon with his suit and the whole thing yeah yeah exactly like that'd be so cool <laughs> <laughs> he'll be their new uh their new spokesperson 
Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that that'd be a thing. I mean, you know, we're seeing celebrities become spokespersons. Pharrell Williams is with Doodles now. Yeah, that's right. He announced. <laughs> uh, I believe he was there at NFT NYC last week. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he's their new spokesperson. Which is kind of kind of neat. I never would have pictured Doodles and Pharrell Williams together, but you know, yeah, some of his music, I, I happy, I can see matching very well with Doodles. Yeah. So, I don't know about Get Lucky, but you know. That's his own style of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Maybe even do a Daft Punk collection, you know? Maybe a Daft Punk collection. Yeah, they're, who knows? They'll, they'll come out with another, their their next album oh, in 12 years. Yeah. 12 years yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, they retired, though, so. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. What a bummer. I that forgot. was the worst. That was the worst part of 2021. That is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all this other stuff, but Daft Punk retired. That was the worst Daft part. Daft Punk retired. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh. um. They went up, they had the reveal, I think, last night. And it, it wasn't like a big, crazy, everything's different. They just put like a full moon in the background. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a sell signal for a lot of people. Um, you know, just kind of just the quickness of the market is, you know, people don't want to hold. They want to flip. And so, you know, it, it started to make me question how valuable utilities really are when people only use us utilities as a method of profit, not as a reason to hold. Um, so unlike what seems to be alpha groups, alpha groups seem to have very stable floor prices. Um, but Moonrunners, they, they went up yesterday happened. I think they went down to about 0.4 now. So there's still some value in these. But if, if that reveal, you know, People sold after that, and everyone kind of offloaded. Um, will the next moon phase make it go up? It's it's hard to say, but people will probably sell again. Yeah, cool project though. Yeah, it really is. Um, I do love it. The pixelated dogs. It's it's definitely unique, both from an aesthetic uh, point of view. It's much more pixelated than uh, even CryptoPunks. And, uh, but then to tie the thing into the, to the moon and astronomy and the phases of the moon. Yeah. That's pretty creative. I like that. Yeah. They're really, they're really going the extra length to improve the narration of a story here. And Uh, it's it's cool. You go on Twitter, you know, you'll just, it's like, they're just, you know, little statements of what happens next to these characters. Yeah. Yeah. To have that sort of storyline and everything is, uh, it, it, it brings the, um, the investor in it brings the buyers in it it uh it provides that emotional gateway sort of bring people in on the emotional level um much like a good author brings a reader into a book so kudos to them yeah. kudos to moonrunners well next up we've got nothing at all literally nothing <laughs> at all we've got the big bad new it's nothing NFT collection, and I have to say this is uh, this one's a little frustrating to me. Um, yeah. uh, their whole thing is, you know, they say time to reset. Everything starts from nothing, and it's just a big white square. And then their NFTs are literally nothing. It's not even an image. It's just it's nothing. I, I, it's nothing. <laughs> I don't even know how you meant this. Um, yeah, this is the reveal too. Um, it's, yeah, it's, the reveal is literally nothing. Like, yeah, they had so... nothing to reveal, and they did successfully <laughs> reveal nothing. Yeah, 
Some, somehow yeah. the the wrapper had more on it than the actual token. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I I don't even know how you get what where what is the metadata tied to? I don't even understand. What? Let's find out. Let's let's see. Let's do a little deep diving in here. What is the metadata? There's none. There's, There's none. none. It's just. Uh, it's not. I don't even know if it's on IPFS. I don't see it anywhere on IPFS. But we do have an rweave.net. So, I I couldn't tell you. They yeah. really just. Oh, you know what? Um, pinata. Yeah, it's a, my Pinatos is a IPS kind of service. Um, anyways, this yeah, this is basically the exact opposite of what everyone kind of wants to see in NFTs right now. Um, you have so many people saying utilities, utilities, utilities. You know, there's generative art, and you know, art is utility. We have GameFi, we have uh, narrations using the moon. And then we have something that's actually nothing, um, and it's the it went up in value. Actually, I actually uh, banked about point one ETH off of these things. Yeah, um, it well, really goes to show you that that people yeah. are just going to flip anything in in this space right now. You think the market's maturing, and then you got a pile of rubbish. You got shit bees. Now you got nothing. Um, yeah. Well, to me, it's frustrating because the point of NFTs, like you look at what we just said about moon runners, they pu- they're pushing the envelope, tie it to the moon phases, bring in this storyline, uh, have these unique, you know, dog characters. That's really pushing the envelope. You know, it's nothing comes bo- comes along, and they say it's time to reset, and everything starts from nothing, which is um, an oxymoron to begin with, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, yeah, nevertheless, it's, it's sort of, um, to me, it sort of smacks of a bit of mockery of NFTs because it's to just say, here's nothing. And here's what investors will buy. I mean, you're not pushing the envelope with this. You're not, uh, investing into the NFT community by, literally giving nothing at all and then sort of being that that rebel uh, that's going to you know quote unquote reset the industry uh reset the community i don't know it seems childish to me i'm not a fan but uh you know hey never underestimate a human being's ability to uh to speculate so um it is trending the lowest right now is 0.018 ETH, so uh, and that was seven days ago. Um, yeah, but it's it still seems holding. Like, um... there, so, but to me, it's it's uh, prote- it's it's very um, it's it's pretentious. It's not. Uh, it it doesn't add anything. It literally adds nothing. Hello, hello. Yeah, at least they're honest. At least they're honest about it. I, I'll give them that. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. And it really does show our willingness, at least my willingness, because I, I, I profited off of these, to just buy and sell whatever without actually considering what makes these things valuable. Right. Um, you know, we see NFTs like Flipper, which are just completely u- 
you know, utility based. Um, and, and there's a few other kind of similar to it. I think wave catchers is trying to get on utilities. Um, and, and they're just on the drop in price and people are saying, Oh, the utilities aren't good enough or they don't, you know, uh, live up to what other projects can do, you know, with their utilities. But then we see something like this where it doesn't have, it doesn't try to be anything. doesn't try to do anything. It doesn't, doesn't even try to say yeah. here's, you know, 8,000 tokens that have nothing going on for them. Well, it just um, seems so, so, um, sort of like dogmatic that they come out and say, we're going to reset the industry by just minting this collection out of the blue of nothing. And your, your collection comes out of nowhere and you're supposed to reset the industry with this. I don't know. It's just, it's childish to me. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's what, what are you actually trying to do? Is this actually going to reset everything as you claim? Um, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it, but yeah, I guess it's, you know, it says on their website, many promises end up being nothing. So I'm wondering if they're just criticizing other projects, which pretend to deliver something yeah, could be. Yeah. But yeah, the, then it just goes back to being just really kind of, you know, holier-than-thou art project. Yeah, that's what it comes off at. I mean, if you wanted to mock other people who you believe are are offering nothing with their JPEGs, it seems to me that you would offer a JPEG with great utility, with great value, with great you know reason for having, with great uh, speculation and uh, use, and yet they have none of those. And um, I don't know. I just think it backfires. To, to me, it seems to backfire. Um, and it's, it's kind of weird if you're going to criticize failed projects. Like they Exactly. Failed. They failed. Because, yeah, but the ones that didn't fail are offering utilities and coming through their promises. Um, right. I'll give an example. Mirpass. Mirpass, they lost probably their primary utility. Um but Zeal came out and said, hey, look, we're not going to stop because our mirroring stopped. We're going to continue, you know, providing, you know, as much, you know, utilities as we can and uh, features to our community. And the price has responded to that. You know, they, I mean, they went on a major dip right after that, but it, it rebounded. And their community is, it hasn't changed. Um so, you know, there are people out there trying to, trying to offer these utilities, um, GM key champs out champs only the llama verse, all those llama projects, um, mm -hmm. everything is even doodles doodles, you know, was criticized for not having utilities, but they're making an attempt to actually offer utilities. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's like making fun of a dead guy for being dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, Oh, like I say, very pretentious. Yeah. I I made money off of it though, so I don't hate it. Well, I can't complain. I won't. I won't <laughs> criticize you for that. I, I am the guy they're criticizing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I get a pass. I have no idea. But. You'll get a pass. We'll give you a pass. Right. We'll give you a BCC and three talk pass. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that that was it. Our our board apes. Yacht Club, Petro National, Lonely Pop, Moon Runners, and It's Nothing.
that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 underscore media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk. <laughs>